Good evening. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step nine, and our speaker tonight is Terry W. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here tonight, and I was really excited to share on step nine because it's a lot of lessons that I learned the hard way about step nine, and I, I really want to share those with some of you. So thank you for having me here tonight. And um, so once we've completed our step eight, we uh, made a list of people we have harmed and been willing to make amends to them all. The big book says to us, if we are not willing to do this, we just keep asking God until the will comes. And we have to remember, we have agreed at the very beginning to go through any lengths to um, over food to recover. So going on to step nine, so what is the purpose of step nine? So on page 77, um, in the first paragraph, it says, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. It is seldom wise to approach an individual who still smarts from our injustice to him and announce we have gone religious. So one of the things there we, we think about is we don't have to tell everybody that we're, you know, this is a spiritual program. I told a lot of people that, that I had an eating disorder and that's why I was making the amends, but everybody does that different. But, um, it's really a combination, step nine now, taking all the steps that we have gone through before, steps one through eight, and combining them all together. And um, we have a new awareness of other people. You know, we should now, we, our self-centeredness, well, my self-centeredness was beginning to be replaced. Um, you know, those people I didn't care for, I started caring for, and I was so selfish, and I started to be selfless. And when I was angry at these people, I started being forgiving, which was pretty remarkable for me. Um, and the big book, I, I, I've always said this to people, is an instruction manual. And that's one of the first things I learned. It's not a storybook. It's an instructional manual. And there's specific instructions starting from the um, step one all the way through the steps 12. Uh, and that's an important thing to remember because they're written in that particular order for a reason, um, because they provide our spiritual um, preparation as we go to each of these steps. So if we hadn't done the first eight steps, we, want, we would not have had developed a higher, a higher power relationship with a higher power. We want, would not enough for them fifth steps, been able to um, take responsibility and know it specifically what we're going to make amends for. And if we didn't, I'd say if we didn't do get humility um, from six and seven, we probably, we would we'd still think that we would blame everybody for everything they did. Um, our eight-step list was practical preparation for us working step nine, and we must remember we have to stay connected to our higher power. Um, and when I did my ninth um, step amends, I took God with me wherever I went. God was holding me the whole time. He walked in front of me, behind me, beside me, and around me. I never let go of God for one second throughout this entire process. Um, otherwise, there's no way I could have done this. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, so we talk about the spiritual prince, uh, principles of step nine. So um, when we talk about the spiritual principles, we talk about humility, forgiveness, and love. Um, and there is a quote on humility, which I love. It's um, humility leads to strength and not to weakness. It is the highest form of self-respect to admit mistakes and make amends for them by John McCoy. I think that's so beautiful because sometimes I think if I'm making amends to someone, I'm lowering myself maybe, or um, I'm, I'm not being strong. And that's not the case. Um, actually, humility is a freedom from arrogance. Um, and we gain humility by taking a good look at all the damage we've done to other people. I mean, I certainly have just ruined so many relationships that 
I'll never get a lot of them back. But you know, one thing I want to talk about is what is the difference between saying I'm sorry and making an amends? I think that confuses a lot of people. I mean, how many times have I said I'm sorry? I would just not show up at events. I say I'd be there and I wouldn't show up, or I just, um, I don't know. I stole something and I didn't tell them. I mean, I was late for work. I constantly was saying, I'm sorry. But being guilty is, is not really making an amends because my behavior didn't change because of the I'm sorry. When we make an amends, our behavior changes. We try to correct that mistake we made. So that's one of the big differences between saying, I'm sorry, and to make an amends. Um, so we actually want to tell the person when we make the amends, uh, we take responsibility for our part, for what we have done and, and how we have the hurt we've caused. Um, for example, someone living with an eating disorder, they make an amends for stealing property by putting it back. I remember once I used to collect blue glass and I remember in a restaurant, I stole this little thing because it was blue, this China thing. And I'm like, I had to put it back. I didn't have to go to the owner and say, I took this, but I couldn't even walk out the door. I put it back. So that's just an example of, you know, doing it on the spot. But step nine does tell us we make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except to do so would injure them or others. And we make amends. We no longer want to do that action that we had done that hurt that person. So there's lots of kinds of amends. I made a list, uh, those that are easy to make. Those I cannot make, you know, I can't find the person where they have passed away. Um, apologies I refuse to make. Apologies I should make, but they're hard. And apologies that would harm others. So there are uh, three major types of amends that I learned. There's direct amends, indirect amends. And there's also living amends. So I did all of these. So an example of a direct amend would be... Um, taking responsibility for my actions, like they call it eyeball to eyeball. So I go right up to you and we, we have that discussion. Another type of that would be restitution. If I own money, I'm willing to pay that back. Or taking the consequences for you know, some of my past actions, like going to jail or something that, you know, I take restitution for that, I take the consequences. Uh, the next one I talked about was indirect amends. And that's how I try to find ways to repair the damage that I've done by volunteering or helping others um, that can't be found. So here I can write a letter to someone at a gravesite. I did that to my dad um, because I could not go to him eyeball to eyeball. He had passed away when I was nine. And that was a big thing for me to go to his gravesite and read a letter to him out loud. Um, living amends is when you show others you've actually made, you know, a change in your lifestyle. So sometimes they talk, I think in the big book, they talk about if someone has an affair and um, you don't want to tell the person that that actually happened because it will hurt them. You show how your life changed by being loving and kind and changing your ways to have that person um, know that you're changing. And in the big book here, it talks about, you know, who makes amends? Well, uh, a lot of people that are alcoholic or ovaries, they owe money. That was me for sure. Um, and we don't dodge our creditors. That's one thing the book says. We try to repay what we owe. And there's a warning here on page 78 that says, Warning, we must lose fear of our creditors, no matter how far we go for we are liable to drink if we're afraid to face them. And that's something I really had in bold letters, you know, when I was doing my amends because I was afraid. I was horrified and I didn't, I never even opened my mail. So I didn't even know at the time what my creditors, what I owed. But, um, you know, I have to be, uh, some people had committed a crime 
and they had to go to jail. Um, other people they talk about in the big book maybe divorced. Um, and they owe alimony or something like that they're not paying or domestic troubles. There's a, there's a lot of different reasons we should make amends. And a lot of our um, char my character defects came out um, that I found about myself in step four, like my selfish, self-centered, self-seeking, self-righteous, and jealousy all were found and verified when I did my step nine. Um, there is a step nine prayer. And that's on page 79 here. We say the prayer before we do our amends that we be given the strength and direction to do the right thing. No matter what the personal consequences may be, we must not shrink at anything. Um, and before, there's another, and it's a prayer here too. I pray for the right attitude to make my amends. Being ever mindful not to harm others in the process, I ask for your guidance making amends in spiritual progress. And one of the most beautiful things is, um, this is on page 83 and 84 of the big book, are the promises. You know how many times, I've been in this program 32 years, and do you know how many times I've read the promises? I, I used to go to like five meetings a week. I, I, thousands of times I read the promises and never until I studied the big book um, four years ago and had a spiritual waking did I realize what the, the ninth promises really are. I mean, I actually stopped at each, whenever I take a sponsor through the ninth step promises, I stop at each sentence. And these promises come true. It's remarkable how these come true when we, when we, when we do the work. Um, so one of the, I, as I said to you at the beginning, I learned a couple of really huge lessons. One of them was I threw all my friends away. Um, in high school, I had a lot of friends. I was really popular. And I had a group of friends through high school. And I had another group of friends through college. And I threw them all away. They would call me. I wouldn't answer the phone. They'd knock on my door and I would not answer the door. Um, I mean, I just would not talk to anybody. And then I said, oh, my night stuff amends. I can go to these 15 friends and be like, you know, I have an eating disorder. I'm really sorry, you know, for the hurt I did and all that. And you know what? Can we be friends now and expect to be everything to be exactly the way it was? And that is not the way it's supposed to be. I was so misguided. What it's supposed to be is I am supposed to talk about my side of the street. And I'm not concerned if the other person doesn't want to be my friend, of course, I'm going to be heartbroken. But that's not the purpose of me making an amends. Um, so I want to talk about this little rule here to forgive them and take responsibility on my part. Um, emotionally and spiritually, I have to be willing to let go of these feelings. Um, and also, I when I did my amends, there's many ways to do amends. And I want to make it very clear that my way is not the right way. This was just the way I was taught. I had a very strict sponsor. It was very mechanical. There were six things I had to do. Thank you. One, and I had to write these down by paragraph. I had to make a specific statement of the offending past behavior. I worked for you, I stole money. Uh, the second was I had to acknowledge that I was wrong or harmful. Um, I was, it was wrong of me to steal from you. The third one, assume responsibility for the behavior and harm that was done. So I would say I'm here to assume responsibility for my behavior and make restitution for what I had done. Four, a mission of regret. I regret the choices I made. The fifth one was commitment not to repeat the behavior moving forward. I'm committing to you I'll never steal again going forward. And six, the explanation of how I'm going to make things right. That was a difficult one because it was so, I think I had 
164. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, and another, the second lesson that I learned that really taught me a huge lesson is our sponsors are not God. Um, when our sponsors tell us to do something, I did some things that were absolutely crazy. Well, I did my ninth step on my knees in front of a group of people because my sponsor told me to, as was my third step, because that's how the first 100 people did it. So I got on my knees in front of a group of people and said my ninth step, and you know. But, um, you know, one thing I learned is some of the things that my sponsor asked me to were not appropriate. So if in your heart you feel like something is really just not right, it maybe it isn't. Okay, so um, I was to make amends to my mother's old boyfriend because um, he had stabbed himself 25 times in the leg with a knife in my house and he tried to set my mother on fire and the bedroom on fire. And the next day I do wipe blood off the walls, the paintings and the floors. So I have resented him since I was a little girl. He used to say he's coming over to kill us. And my little sister, my mother, and I would have to go to Grammy's in the middle of the night, and he'd be outside and we'd be horrified he's going to kill us. So my sponsor said to me, because I had a resentment that I had to make an amends to him. And because I couldn't find him, she insisted I go to a men's meeting and I make an amends to the whole group of an AA fellowship of men. Um, I just didn't feel that was right for some reason, and it didn't feel right in my heart. And I did call the, the leader of one of the AA men's um, meetings and I told him, I want to make amends to everyone in your meeting. And he said, well, he goes, I can never tell someone they cannot attend a meeting, but he did say it was a men's meeting and he will ask the fellows. The next day he came back and the fellows were not pretty pleased about that. So the gentleman did take my amends. Um, but that taught me, you know, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. Maybe I didn't owe him amends, or maybe I shouldn't have gone to a men's meeting. It didn't feel right. Can you imagine if every one of us went into a men's meeting every meeting and we just said an amends? I mean, to me, it was inappropriate, but um, there were so many amends that I made, that, and most of them, I have to say, were, except for one, were really, people were grateful, and I was so surprised. And I just remember I had, like, this... this um, index card and I was doing like three at a time and I was so scared I'm just like God walk before me behind me beside me around me and I just did it um and one of the greatest one was uh when I was younger I used to um incur overcharges because I would bounce checks all the time and I was pissed off that I'd be getting $30 charges for <laughs> bouncing a check and it did add up to 60 that add up to 90 and you know what I didn't realize is I went in there and I went to, to the bank and I asked to speak with the manager. And he's like, yes, can I help you? I'm like, can we step into your office for a moment? He's like, yeah. So we went in his office and I wrote, I owe you an apology because I blamed and resented you for my late charges and for being irresponsible and not having money in the bank when I should have and incurred these fees. I apologize for any harm I may have caused you. Now, I take full responsibility for holding on to this resentment when it had nothing to do with you at all. It was my inconsiderate and self-centered behavior in irresponsible ways that are at fault. I regret I hurt your bank incurring interest charges and in hurting you in this very way. Going forward, I commit to having the money in the bank and that when I write checks, to be responsible with my money and I will no longer call your, cause your industry any harm and you will be able to trust me going forward. 
And he said to me, he goes, honey, if I could hug you right now, I would. Because before I make these amends, what I did to almost 90% of the people is I went up to these people and I said, I need to make an amends to you. I have an eating disorder. I've been anorexic and bulimic for 30 years and I will never get well until I make an amends to you. And then I went into my speech. And that man was so grateful to me. And everyone I went up to making an amends, they would just, they would take my hand and hold my hand, but they would start crying saying, I know someone who's anorexic too. Um, but it was very, I mean, my whole life turned around when I did this. I thought differently, I acted differently. Um, I also made amends for birthday cakes. Um, anorexic and bulimic, I used to eat a sheet cake every night of the week and I used to have them write my name, happy birthday, Terry, on it. Strange back then. But my sponsor wanted me to say I'm sorry because I used the bakery people and lied to them saying it was my birthday when it wasn't. So I went to the bakery and asked the bakery manager and I said, I owe you an apology because I was deceptive and I lied to the people that you work with, telling them it was my birthday when it wasn't. See, I never would have thought of these things, right? But this is why we do have sponsors for those good things. And the last one I want to share is we also apologize for our fears. I am petrified, petrified, petrified of spiders and bugs. Like, spider, like I will leave the house and go down the street if I see a spider, horrified of spiders. That's one of my biggest fears. And I went up to the, where my dog's gate is with a little spider there on that thing. And I said to the spider, to all you spiders and bugs, I owe you an apology for screaming when I see you, running away from you or killing you or acting fearful. I apologize for the harm I've caused you. I take real full responsibility for being inconsiderate and selfish and not treating you like the gifts from God. In addition, I should have been educated on how important you are in the ecosystem. You eat lots of insects, insects and control our po insect population. And I continued, today, it's like I have a bug where I work and I want to make sure no one steps on it. And like, I see these little ants now and I'm like, hi, how are you? Like my whole conception of this Insect world has changed because I made this amends. And another huge one was fear of water. I don't go swimming and I've never gone swimming. I'm horrified of the water and I have a boat. I don't go in the water. And I made the amends to the water. And two years ago or three years ago was the very first time I went swimming in the water. because so I made amends to the fish and those things I was afraid of. But those are you know simple things, but the people are the ones that really made the difference those I was uncommunicative with. That was one of my biggest problems. I didn't have the ability to apologize to you or tell you that I was anorexic and bulimic and had an eating disorder, or I was bulimic throwing up 13 hours every day of the week, had no job, thrown out, getting thrown out of my house, a car taken, electricity shut off. I mean, you know, but you know, here again, I was willing to take these steps. And I did have a spiritual awakening, I've had two, um, mine happened after the ninth step, mine help happened in the 12th, but, you know, I just want to say that this process, people do it different ways, um, but it is just so effective and really just, just do it. I mean, just take God with you and just do it. And it really doesn't matter, you know, what the outcome is because we're cleaning up our side of the streets. And if I have a minute, how much time do I have left? 26 seconds. Okay, so quickly, I'll end it by our bedevilments turn into our promises. 
So on page 52 is the bedevilments. If we're having trouble with personal relationships, we lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellow self-seeking sleep slip away. Two, couldn't control our emotional natures. The promise is we will comprehend the word serenity with no peace. We are prey to misery and depression. The promises, our whole attitude not work upon life will change. We couldn't make a living. Well, fear of economic insecurity will disappear. Had feelings of uselessness, the feelings of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We were full of fear. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We were unhappy. We're going to know a new freedom and new happiness. We couldn't seem to be helpful to other people. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we'll see how we experience can benefit others. And most of all, when we suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, they are being fulfilled among us sometimes and we cheerlead quickly if we work for them. So thank you very much for letting me talk about step nine. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Terry, for your wonderful share. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host, Yvonne, will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speakers ask a question, please allow for three minutes for the answer. And uh, first we have Chanel. Hi, thanks for Hi, I'm Chanel. I'm a grateful compulsive eater living in recovery today and purely by the grace of God. Terry, thank you so much for gracing us with your share. And I love your intensity in how you work this program. I love it. It's evident. It's been evident since I first met you a little over a year ago on another meeting and uh, first heard you share. And I have never, it's never occurred to me to make amends to spiders. I'm not going to lie. But I just love your whole thing about that. Like, no, I'm just going to make amends because you know, I've been terrified and I haven't been very nice to this animal the whole time. I've had no respect for them. I love that. And I, I just wanted to ask, so um, when you're in a program, I, I think I've asked you this elsewhere, but I want to ask you this here. When you're in a program that is called Overeaters Anonymous and you're talking to people who, and I know that you've been on, on the bulimic side of this as well, but what do you say to someone who identifies as anorexic? I don't, but those who do, who are like, well, they're always talking about overeating. I undereat. But what do you say to people about that and this program? Hopefully that, that question makes sense. Thank you. No, it's a phenomenal question. Thank you for asking that, Chanel, because I, I get a lot of phone calls saying, I don't understand how anorexia or, or bulimia, how it relates to overeating. And I mean, I was a compulsive overeater eater my whole life until I became anorexic. But in my view, this is just my personal opinion. I think this, you know, having an eating disorder is 90% control. We want to control other people. We want to control our food. We want to control what everybody else does. And like, you know, even in the big book, they talk about, you know, I am the actor, but I'm really acting on the stage. They're directing everybody what to do. So when you're anorexic, it's extreme restriction. It's extreme control. 
um, overexercising is part of the bulimia anorexia, it's extreme control. So that's what that relates. You get the same high from restricting as if you do get the same high putting the food in your mouth. I hope that kind of makes sense. Thank you so much, um, Chanel, and thank you, Terry, um, for the answer. And um, next we have Emily. Hi, Terry, I have so much respect for you. Um, I adore how hard you work your program. It's really inspiring um, because it's it, you do it less based on feelings and really just take the action. It's, um, yeah, so thank you. I'm always gonna be grateful for you. My question is about receiving amends. For somebody who's ever been in the program who's made an amends to you, but really just kind of word vomited, it, didn't follow the instructions and it felt a little almost harmful um, of them clearing their conscience. Like, how do you handle it? Do you, do you accept that graciously that they're at, we're at, they're at where they're at? Or do you say like, this doesn't feel like a proper amends, but I'm open to that if you want to achieve it. How, how do you handle that? That's a good question. I know I really, um, that hasn't happened a lot, but um, just because I've been so, this is exactly the way you do it. Like my sponsor used to yell at me if I got one sentence wrong. Um, so for me, that's how I was taught, but that's not always the right way to do it. You know, um, I have had people make amends to me and it, it does not follow my six rules, <laughs> but I absolutely take that as an amends. I mean, because everyone has their own way of expressing um, how they've hurt somebody else or um, how they feel and they, they want to be forgiven. It's not always a right way to do it. Real quick, even if they're not really taking responsibility for anything specific. If they're not taking responsibility. So for an example, if you came up to like um, supermarkets, I stole a lot of food and I went to make amends to maybe nine different supermarkets. And I said to the manager, I used to walk around eating your food. I know damn well they can't take money from me because they can't. But what they can say, and I would say to someone, to them, but we do we do have charities we support. Maybe you could donate $10 a week to the charities. And I'll tell you what charities we support, go to our website. So if someone doesn't make the attempt, I can help them, help share with them. Like um, a lot of people have trouble with financial amends and they can't pay back that $1,000. And I can say, well, you know what? Maybe you can pay back $5 a month, whatever you can do. Just suggest to them nicely and kindly different ways that to make them think differently. Okay. Thank you so much, Emily. And thank you, Terry. And next we have Catherine. Hi, Catherine, a recovery compulsive reader. Uh, thank you, Terry, so much for, for your share. It, was, uh, it really challenged me to think differently about, uh, about some amends and, uh, and, kind of think about ways to to deepen that that step nine practice through uh you know as they continue to work steps uh 10 11 and 12 because i think one of one of the things you brought up uh, i know it was already mentioned but the making amends to the spiders and the, the insects and that's not something that i had on specifically on my my list i didn't even include it in my in my fear inventory when i did my my fourth step, but I realized kind of not long after doing, um, working the steps that, that I have this, uh, this ingrained fear towards, uh, 
uh, towards spiders and, and insects that it had my whole life to the point that it's just like it didn't occur to me to put it on my my fourth step because it's just a part of a part of who I am. Uh, and then I, I started recognizing that like, that's not, that's not a fear I really want to live with. And so I started um, doing more of like a compassion exercise towards like the, um, uh, towards the spiders or the, the bugs that I would see and just like, how are they part of this world and living beings? And this still may not be my favorite things in the world, but they're also they don't scare me the same way. I don't get the same. That's been one of the the amazing pieces of uh, that I see in this in this program, like a, a miracle of just like I c- couldn't have imagined my uh, my perspective changing in that way. And so when you said you made an amends, like that really resonated with me. Uh, so anyway, I will pass. Thank you very much. I love Catherine how you just talked about being passionate. Um, when I threw away all my friends and I didn't get them back. I did a, uh, I actually did a, wrote a paper, 10 page paper on what a friend is. I read articles. I looked it up, asked other people, did the dictionary because I didn't know what a real friend was. So I became passionate, compassionate that way. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, Catherine. And thank you, Terry. And I'm going to take a share. Um, my name is Francesca, grateful compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, yeah, I just, um, loved that share. It was so helpful just to, even though I want to be so different, just to echo (laughs) what everyone says about the spider sitch. Um, I've never thought about making amends for fear. And when you said it, it's just like, oh, if I'm in fear, I'm denying like that opportunity for my higher power to be with me. You know, you said like, I always keep my higher power, like you know, on every side of me, with me everywhere. Like if I'm in fear, like I've heard it said, like fear and faith is like a seesaw. Like it's not that one cancels out the other. It's just that, you know, if you're all in fear, then you just that you lose that faith. Um, And so I just never thought of that. And I um, use the food a lot of times when I didn't do something I was afraid of and then not doing it, I felt shame. So I like ate about it, you know, like, oh God, like I just, I can't show up to this. Like I can't, like I was just really into like quitting things and bailing on things. And then it was like, well, I have the food. Like, oh. And so kind of just thinking about like, not only apologizing to fear, um, just acknowledging that like living in fear is something that I can amend. And like you said, an amends isn't an apology. It's a change in behavior. And that too, I mean, I just can't bring myself to say sorry to certain people because they've heard it a lot, you know, and that thing about like throwing people away, I've had this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy where like, I I'm just waiting for people to leave me all the time. And then it happens. And I'm like, see, everyone leaves me, even though it's like, I'm waiting for that to happen. And then I'm look at my behavior, you know, it's like, I'm kind of giving them no choice because it's like that it's like in the big book says, you know, we're like a tornado and like being sober isn't enough, you know, it's just sort of a beginning. Um, and then you just talked about like asking for guidance with amends. And I really loved that of just kind of, and that's another way to just have God all around you of just like sitting in that. And I love too, that, like, you know, your willingness to do anything really sort of also shows that like, if you really had the feeling that like, maybe that wasn't right, like that, that's powerful because it's like our sponsors are not our higher powers, you know, and that sitting with that, like, okay, like this doesn't like really feel right. Um, and you said, um, 
I, I, you said a lot of things that I just, um, oh yeah, that on page 78, like we must lose our fear of our creditors. Like that's, I have just, oof, I have struggled with the whole money situation and just, just extreme fear. Um, and so even kind of like making amends for like living in, in frugality out of like extreme fear, you know, and, um, because that's another area where then I'm not taking God with me. So I just, really loved this invitation to like, and, and how you said too, of like, you're like, oh, it changed my whole conception. And that's what this program is about. It's about being changed, you know? And so you're like, now I that's look cool. at the little ants. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. So I just, I really loved that. And I'm just really grateful um, for you and just the, what you do for this program. So I pass. And next we have Rachel. I just want to quickly, Rachel, pop in here. One of the, the biggest keys that I didn't talk about is the whole reason we do step nine is to remove our resentments so we're not blocked from God. Sorry, my AirPod died right when you were talking. Sorry, Terry. Everybody, I'm Rachel, compulsive overeater, restrictor. Um, I really appreciate what you shared about um, how anorexia bulimia relates to the program because I didn't even identify as such until the program. Um, I'm I'm in the room since November. I forget what day I'm on because <laughs> I have ADHD. Uh, I think I'm on day 23 abstinence. So um, thank you so much. Um, I just want to tell you, I was a little late and then I'm going to listen back, but I caught the part about your sponsor making the idea that you should go and make amends to a group of men. Um, I just came from a trauma group. So that horrified me. And I'm just so grateful that like, we're not in that place in the, in the program anymore. So I just want to like, just let you know how deeply um, um, touched I was by that and how that just breaks my heart. And I'm so glad you didn't have to do that because that, is very traumatizing and um, I was terrified to get a sponsor and it's been like the best thing that's ever happened to me so I'm really blessed that I have a wonderful sponsor and one thing that he shared with me was um and this is kind of piggybacking off of something that somebody else said is fear is conditional faith and I have lived my whole life in fear it's just been my driver um and that I just have that like on every check-in with him because I have to keep reminding myself but um I wanted to also thank you for going into the amends that you've made because I think specifically about, I think it was your stepfather. I would call that like a complicated or like complex amends. Like I am gonna, I'm on step three. So I'm looking forward to, not looking forward to, but making amends with complicated people in my life that have harmed me and I have also harmed. So um, the kind of beautiful thing about the program though is that you really get to like sort that out um, the way the program has worked so far anyway, it's really helped giving me um, bumpers and like parameters in which to do these things that I've needed to do for a long time. And last thing, Terry, I love so much about the spider thing um, because I'm a vegan, not for very long, about five years, uh, but I always had um, just personally my ethics. I was always struggling a lot eating meat and dairy because it was, I felt really heavy about it. So that's one thing that I keep reminding myself in the program that I was able to do that. And like, I know I can do this too. So I just wanted to thank you so much. I can't wait to listen back and 
thank you so much for being here and sharing. I really appreciate it. So. I can't wait to talk to you on the phone. Thank you so much, Rachel. And uh, next we have Arlene. Oh, Chanel, um, I'm so sorry. Actually, it is now time to stop the recording um, for unrecorded shares. Um, so thank you.